Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Trump talks with National Enquirer bombshells, Fox News surprises, and Hollywood tributes to John McCain. A Me Too shocker rocks Hollywood, crazy rich Asian school Melissa McCarthy, Big Bang gets the boot. All of this and more on Meet the Hollywood Press for August 26, 2018. I'm Alina Vision, and now your host of Meet the Hollywood Press, Joseph Kapsch. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Meet the Hollywood Press. Welcome back, Alina Vision. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here again today. Me too. There's just so much Trump on my mind, though. (laughs) Trump pecker. Uh, Welcome back to the show again, Anita Bennett. Thank you very much. I actually want to start off because Anita, by the way, has been lending her time um, to the show. And I need like everyone to know because I'm a fan of your blog. She's the creator and editor and ch- editor-in-chief. What are you calling yourself? Anita? Managing editor. Managing editor. <laughs> creator and editor-in-chief of Urban Hollywood 411. And she's breaking scoops left and right. So check it out. UrbanHollywood411.com. Drudge is picking you up. So yes. hello. Mm-hmm. You're on the map when Drudge picks mm-hmm. up your stories. <laughs> but I'm a fan. Like I'm reading your blog every day. It's, it's what I like to say. And I don't I don't know if this is offensive, but it's like smart urban Hollywood coverage. You know, different from like a media takeout is very, it's funny, but it's more uh, lower brow to mid brow, where it's like Anita writes almost like trade like stories, Mm -hmm. but that are geared towards an urban audience. But anyway, check it out, everyone, because she's devoting her time for me as a friend and a great journalist here to the show. And I want to make sure everyone's checking out her blog. Um, first of all, it's a somber Sunday also, so there's a lot of uh, deaths, and I just want to pay respect, obviously, first to Senator John McCain, who uh, passed. We heard the announcement that he stopped treatment, and then I, it was like 24 hours later yeah. almost that he um, passed away. He was battling brain cancer. The tribute started pouring in, and we're going to get to that a little bit more and how uh, Trump plays into this because obviously he plays into everything, but we just want to obviously pay our respects and just uh, know that it, uh, his loved ones were thinking about them, and thank you for your service, John McCain, to Absolutely. the country. Regardless of your political views, he's an honorable man, and he was a hero. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, Neil Simon yes. passed, so Hollywood, the tributes are pouring in there, and um, Robin Leach, hello, talk about um, the lifestyles of the rich Long and famous yeah. this week. Yes. And they always say, like, famous people it's more of a die in threes Three. right mm-hmm. and Robin Leach just brings you back to childhood because I remember just always trying to simulate the image that his voice it's Robin Leach the you know like <laughs> lifestyles of the rich and famous but it's like that was sad to me that felt like a whole end of like um, childhood era I guess I feel old is what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way <laughs> it's the end of an era definitely. yeah it was an especially end of with an era. those three passing yeah. yeah there was also a mass shooting today in Florida so yeah. we just want to my god send thoughts to yes. the victims and their families. I hence to say thoughts and prayers because it's never enough. Um, Again, another mass shooting. It was at a Madden live game tournament. 
Um, do you, I hadn't? I was driving here and I hadn't seen the latest update. I saw that there were fatalities as yeah. of when I was uh, coming. Is there anything further? Mm-hmm. Any either of you saw? I saw the last that I saw was four fatalities, mm-hmm. but I'm going to look that up right now for yeah. us. That's about yeah. the last thing I saw too, yeah. um, including the gunman who apparently right. took his own life. Oh my god. Yeah. So yes, not a very um, uplifting Sunday. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, so let's let's start it. We've got so many uh, things to get to, but I'm going to ask you too because um, do you want to start with the Trump talks or do we want to start with like the buzzy topics of Hollywood? I mean, let's not- start with Hollywood. Okay, let's start okay. with Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, um, last week you were here when we were talking about Crazy Rich Asians, big opening and buzz, and how what the implications were going to be for Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it held up like extremely well. I think yeah. it was like 6% it, off. It fell. So this weekend yeah. it made $25 million last week, about $25.6 million over the three days because it's op- yeah. it opened last Wednesday. That is one of the best holdovers in history, and that means how much wow. a film falls from week to week at the box office. Yeah. So it only fell 6%. Miraculous, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it beat Melissa Melissa McCarthy. Okay, so that's what I wanted to more also talk about. Like, it, it was bound that she was going to have a tanker sooner or later, right? Yeah. But like, what do you think went wrong there? Just. I think it was a couple of things. First of all, the premise for the Happy Time Murders was yeah. a little bizarre. Humans living in a world of uh, puppets, Muppets. It was very strange. Murder. There was yeah. a lot of sex that the puppets were having. But yeah. I also feel like. Maybe Melissa's stick of the abrasive woman brash is just getting old. I, I don't know. What do you think? I was just going to say, I feel like um, her, like, it's like, it's starting to become, to me, and again, I know there's a lot of Tom Cruise fans. I'm not personally one of them, because I feel like Tom Cruise plays Tom Cruise in every <laughs> Tom Cruise with a mask. Tom Cruise as a fighter play. Right. Tom Cruise as a vampire. Like, it's just Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. running. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like Melissa McCarthy is the same to me. It's like Melissa McCarthy with a different color hair, but the same character from Heat. Melissa, mm-hmm. you know, she's a cop. Right. I laughed at Heat, but I feel like the, like, her movies were getting, for me, progressively, like, stupider as they... Yeah. They, this movie yeah. looked particularly ridiculous. Yes. But it did feature an all-star cast. You had Maya yep. Rudolph, uh, Elizabeth Banks, and Joel McHale. So I'm a yes. little surprised that it did so badly. It only made $10 million yeah. at theaters across the country. It has That's a 22 shocking. on Rotten Tomatoes. 22. And it also was, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like a small opening. Like, it was opening in a large amount of theaters. I yeah. think, you know, it was in More the... More than 3,200 yeah. theaters. That's bad. So it just, <laughs> basically, it's a colossal... It, failure. Fail. Yeah. 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 But, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Melissa. We do love her, but the, the other the other thing, um, what was the one where I think it's hard act to follow with the Mila Kunis and um, uh, Mila Kunis and from a oh my god, it's escaped me from SNL. Kate McKinnon. Oh yeah, yeah. That felt like that mm-hmm. was the comedy that everybody for females like this oh, summer, right. like this. Yeah, this. No, the spy yeah. who. Yeah, but um, that tank too. Right. It did, but that was like, but Happy Time Murders, even comparison to at least to the premise of that, looked like yeah. so ridiculous. Like it's like, and also the fact that. They were releasing a Melissa McCarthy headlining movie at in the dead doldrums of August because a lot of times mm-hmm. theater like they're they're burning off stuff too in August. It's like well, that March month. We say the doldrums of August. That's something that people in the industry love to say. But yeah. my thing is, if you have good content, people will come. I mean, Crazy Rich <laughs> Asians prove True. that. Yeah. So this movie just it wasn't the right time. Yeah. Uh, the premise didn't work, and I feel like people are kind of over Melissa's stick. So after you you missed Lena was out with a with a personal thing. 
something last week, um, and she, you missed, we talked about Crazy Rich Asians, right. and we were saying, I was saying to her and our guest, Linda, that even as well as it did, the coverage, as you looked across all the headlines, were like, that is the big surprise open, the big this. So then, Monday morning after we did the show, did you see your inbox, how it was like, Crazy Rich Asians pulls it off, Crazy Rich Asians <laughs> right. opens big. I was like, oh my God, does anyone have anything else to say? Then there was right. even like the headlines that were like, inside how Crazy Rich Asians pulled it off. It's like, it's how it pulled it off is like, hey, the public it's has good. always wanted to see movies like exactly. this, and it's a good, uh, you know, comedy, and it didn't matter if the people were Asian. Latin. It's it's always to me been a thing, a Hollywood problem, not a movie going public problem. They were always mm-hmm. going to come see movies of people that n- necessarily exactly. don't look exactly like themselves. That's that's it my... has universal themes. It's a romantic yeah. comedy, and mm-hmm. you know, great actors, and so it really resonated with the audience, not just Asians, because I think Asians made up about thirty eight percent of the audience. It resonated yep. with right. America. America exactly. And there's already a sequel in the works. So we should tell mm-hmm. viewers that. Yeah. So I saw that news came out, and then. A lot of buzz around the Netflix uh, rom-com, uh, Asian. Um, oh yeah, themed. Linda talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah. so I think it, it's just it's good. It's a, it's a win for Asian August and just, it's just all of us. It's good to see diversity and people represented on film and on TV that hasn't exactly. gotten that in the past because it's very important. I think Hollywood is finally realizing how important it is and how it can you know change the box office. Yes. Yeah. And their opinions. It's a very, very good uh, win for all of us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want to get back to so sort of circling back. So a big story broke this week. Asia Argento who was the considered like a pioneer in the whole Harvey Weinstein Me Too movement because she was, Mm -hmm. I think, like the the second or third. Yeah, she's one of the first. Yeah, one of the very um, first. was interviewed in the New Yorker article. Exactly. So she was in the Ronan Farrow original article. Mm -hmm. Well, a story broke and by the way, I just want to start by saying I'm reserving judgment on this one because I think that more facts need to come to light. I think every, it's so quick to jump one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And so to just recap a little bit. So um, it was revealed in a New York Times blockbuster report that she basically paid off her own like accuser that she allegedly... Um, sexually assaulted, and I believe he was like um, a guy that she was working with on a movie or, or mm-hmm. something, right? Correct. Yeah. He was yeah. 17 years old. His name is Jimmy Bennett. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Bennett. Thank Former you. Former child actor. Yes. Former child actor. And so basically, when she had come, she came forward, led this movement, then the news broke that she had paid off, and then it was like, what a big blow to the Me Too movement. So this is what I want to ask, okay, because I think that this is could be two things. This could essentially be a guy who was extorting her because what was he 17 mm-hmm. okay i'm not we, no one knows what happened but her and him right but if you look at the pictures of them together he's not like um a tiny kid that's like so who knows i, I have my own uh you know uh, opinions about men being I, i'm trying to figure out how exactly men get sexually assaulted short of if they're drugged mm-hmm. by a woman but maybe mm-hmm. that's just me and again that's my opinion um but so if she was, say, extorted and just paid him off to just keep it quiet, that's one thing. But no one knows that, okay? Um, but the Me Too movement, Anita, Alina, what do you think this does for it? Like, that she came out so strongly um, and led the charge w- uh, against Harvey Weinstein that to have this, if this is true, this skeleton in her closet. I'm not making excuses for anyone, but all of us have things that we wish we hadn't done. Yeah. Um, I don't think we can hold her up as the one person to bring down the Me Too movement. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
what she allegedly did mm-hmm. uh, is against the law in California, and it supposedly happened here at a hotel in this area. Yeah. So she, if it's true, she did break the law, and the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department is apparently um, investigating. Yeah. Um, she allegedly paid off this young man $380,000. I've seen the pictures that were leaked. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually at, have the pictures, if you guys want to pull Yeah, them. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they both... You know, look like they had a good time. Um, he was underage, so I'm just going to leave it at that. For me, the the most shocking thing was that her former boyfriend, the late Anthony Bourdain, mm-hmm. uh, apparently paid off was the, the young man. Yeah, that is that was really shocking for me. Um, and I hate to see you know Bourdain's name sullied because he's not here to defend himself. But it's just it's a really sad story all around. Yeah. And and I don't think the New York. I actually had some journalists call me and ask me my opinions, and yeah. I said, you know, we're talking about the New York Times. We're not talking about uh, a little blog. Um, not knocking my blog, but it, it the New York Times. It was deeply reported. They had copies of legal documents. They also had copies of um, pictures and selfies, which they did not release. These pictures were released to TMZ. Right. So this is my question, though. So it's just a matter of his age, though, because to me the pictures look like that was not like that. That was consensual mm-hmm. on his part. So it doesn't matter, is what you're saying. It's just because of his age. Uh, it's be she if this is true she mm-hmm. broke the law yeah okay. so he was underage she was 37 at the time he was 17 yeah um you know they had worked together and he did meet up with her but as the adult in the room you have to draw the line exactly she knows better as an adult she does know better 17 in california against the law, definitely. Um, I agree with you. I don't think that this one thing is going to bring down the Me Too movement. Yeah. Because of the fact that, you know, when that hashtag started, there were millions of women across the country and across the world that came out and said, hey, this has happened to me. It might not be in the entertainment field. It might be in some, you know, other field. Um, But it's that strength in numbers that just because one person has something personal like this, a downfall, um, doesn't discredit every other woman's or man's you know voice it was interesting there were such eloquent um uh you know like statements that came out afterwards like by mira sorvino and by um rose mcgowan all of them just Mm -hmm. weighing in and just you could see just like the heart the heartbreak that it oh my god she was like on the front lines of this like Mm -hmm. you know but i do agree i don't think that it it, the movement's like uh you know a fraud because of like one one woman's sort of error and judgment and because we all have error and judgment but i guess i guess for me as a guy it's just i think back to when i'm 17 and i'm like those pictures don't look to me like he was having a terrible time Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like and then he took three hundred thousand dollars from and i i kind of feel bad that anthony bourdain deceased is like being dragged through this like like let people like sort of rest in peace anyway she hasn't made a statement though since all of this actually she she has and we have it um up she I think if we can pull it up, she says, I strongly deny and oppose the contents of the New York Times article dated August 20th, 2018, as circulated uh, also in national media, uh, national and international news. And she goes on to talk about um, what happened with Bourdain, how Bennett came to her and pretty yeah. much said, you know, I want this money. She, he knew that she was dating Anthony and, um, yeah, gave him the money. And also it feels like it's just all, everything that's lost in this is that, Harvey Weinstein 
still did assault her, right? Like, that yeah. hasn't changed. I allegedly. Mean, allegedly. Yeah. I mean, allegedly assaulted her. Right. All of a sudden, that's, like, completely erased from the conversation here. You know, yeah. now it's just like, oh, she paid off the 70 Anyway, I think that this isn't going to be the first, though, um, because now it feels like the direction of sort of Me Too now, like, after the Les Moonves article, I mm-hmm. felt a turning point in that um, journalists want to be more cautious now because yes. it's all, and now I feel like they're looking the other side of it to say, looking into more of the women who have come forward in these high level cases to see what, what their backgrounds sort mm-hmm. of tell them. Do you know? Like there seems to be a dynamic, like a shift in the yeah, dynamic the of the right. reporting. Yeah. So I'm just going to be interested to see how this all continues to play out. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and so also, in, uh, I want to revisit the VMAs really quickly <laughs> because I got a lot of feedback because last week, Alina, we were talking about when I come in that Sunday, I had not known that the VMAs were going to be the next Monday because that's how little fanfare I felt was online, was anywhere, and my two yeah. panelists were agreed. Now, we were we admittedly say, disclaimer, we're not their target demo, although I don't know. Millennials that they want to target aren't either. So after we go into this whole thing like questioning, are they still relevant? The next day, the ratings come out, and we were vindicated because it was an all-time historic low. And all the headlines read were like, low on star power. The VMAs <laughs> hit all time. It was. And by the way, I couldn't even get through them. I couldn't no. even get through yeah. the show. I was actually annoyed that I was taking up time on Sunday, like after I got off this show. Mm-hmm. So, and I go, this is so terrible. I don't even know what to say about it. But just put a fork in them. Like, I think they're done. Mm-hmm. Or like, re- revamp it. Revamp yeah, it. I don't think they're done. Because right. as we said last week, they make too much money for the host city money. and yeah. for the network. However, it was a train wreck show. I feel like <laughs> I lost two and a half hours of my life that I will yes. never get mm-hmm. back. Um, it, it definitely needs a dramatic revamp, yeah. uh, like the Academy Awards. Like the- um, but that's a different <laughs> that's a different topic. But it just it was kind of low on star power. Yeah. I didn't think a lot of the performances were that great. And can we just talk about that Madonna? quasi tribute to Aretha Franklin what was that okay so I think okay so I felt like she got that it was overly harsh the the criticism Mm -hmm. but that's again as a disclaimer I'm a long time Madonna fan I grew up on Madonna she was my Britney as a kid growing up I feel like Madonna can what people look for her to screw up because mm-hmm. like she gets pummeled online and especially I think the generation the younger generation online now who didn't grow up with her and understand that she if there wasn't a Madonna there wouldn't have been a Britney a Christina uh, an Aria like she paved the way for this is true but sometimes less is more yeah. um, Aretha <laughs> is one of the greatest singers ever on the planet yes and they Madonna put out a statement the next day and said, you know, I was asked at the last minute to, yeah. to share some words. She just rambled on and on basically about herself living in a crack house when she was a struggling artist. Like, we don't care. Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be about Aretha. She could have said something for 10 seconds. This woman inspired me. Yes. And, you know, I she talked about singing one of her songs at uh, an audition and it was like, oh God, please don't let Madonna try to sing an Aretha oh, God, song. No. <laughs> Remember when she screwed up the Prince tribute? Oh, that- 
that was so sad. That was sad. Remember when they shaded her too, right during like the show? Like the BET is like ran a promo, yes. like practically during it. Like we got you, Prince. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, not. I am a Madonna fan too. Yeah. Back Same way here. back in the day, love Holiday yes. and yeah. Material Girl. Yeah. I loved all those songs. But sometimes it's just best to either say I'm not the person to do this, or just keep it really short. It just it made no sense. But to her, okay. So, but according to her Instagram statement the next morning after mm-hmm. all the all the criticism, mm-hmm. she said that all they said was share a personal anecdote about how she inspired you. So it was like that's what she did. Well, but she went into a whole lot of her life, which we like didn't I, need to hear. It was I, I, yeah. me, me, mm-hmm. and it yeah. just. I was sitting there watching, like, well, what's the point of this? Like, what about Aretha? <laughs> I was really disappointed. So yeah. I'm looking for yeah. the Grammys and the BET Awards next year to properly yeah. show Aretha the respect that she deserves. Agreed, because Fox News sure didn't show it to her. <laughs> oh, don't even get but it started. Aretha, oh, can we talk about Aretha's funeral? There are, it's going to be long. There are 19 acts booked to perform. It's going to be star-studded. Yeah. Uh, Stevie Wonder, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Holiday, yeah. um, Yolanda Adams, I'm sure... It's going to be a saying off, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for it. Yeah. But, you know, while Aretha's um, on being brought up, you know, though, that the news broke that she has no will. Yeah, I read that. How is that, like, even possible? Like, Aretha lived life according to her own edicts. Okay. And um, I, it's, you know, the Detroit Free Press, her hometown paper, yeah. as well as TMZ both record, uh, reported this. So yeah. It's, you know, it's likely true. Her estate is supposedly valued at $80 million. Oh, my God. Um, and that, it's going to be tied up a long time in the courts because there was no will. It's really sad. And her legal yeah. advisor, um, financial advisor, went on the record and said he did. He was after her to put together a will. I just don't think it was a priority. Yeah. And um, it, it's unfortunate. I always say, mm-hmm. like, about not to get morbid, but, like, the same thing happened. Um, God rest my mom died when I was very early, uh, young, 22, and she mm-hmm. was 44. And because she was so young, we had to deal with all of that during, like, her, not to get too pushed her death. I always say to people, get that done when you're, like, healthy and not yeah. having to think about mm-hmm. death. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. it's the worst when you, like, don't have it done and then, like, yeah. tragedy strikes. Yeah. I think it's probably a matter of, like, she started to get progressively older and in bad health. And it was, like, who nobody wants to think about doing that and talking about that. True, but what's interesting is that she supposedly planned her own funeral. So yeah. I mean, that's what I don't that's understand. Planning, she, yeah. she planned her funeral, but she was not able to plan her estate. So yeah. it doesn't really make sense to me. However, Aretha, you know, she was from a different generation, and they said she really didn't trust a lot of people, and she would ask for payment in cash when she performed live. Yeah. And she would, you know, have like $25,000 cash in her purse <laughs> as the upfront payment. So she did things her own way. Well, you know, it was interesting. Uh, when she when I started to read that she was in hospice, um, it reminded me of like Donna Summer. Remember how with Donna Summer, it was like all of a sudden she was she died but it was like you barely knew that Donna Summer was battling cancer all that time going up until when she, it's like they're very it's private but I respect yeah, it you know it's, it's sort of like celebrities I think of like the older generation which I like mm-hmm. tend to be like private about that it feels like today you know celebrities younger celebrities are documenting their colorectal um, surgery on Instagram nowadays yeah. it's just, um, just everything. nothing sacred anymore yeah 
So about her will, actually, CNN (laughs) is stating that her uh, entertainment lawyer, who's been representing her for decades, actually, you know, talked to her about doing a trust, and she just never got around to it. Wow. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah. Okay, can either of you fill me in, then, about this beef that started at the VMAs with Nikki and... uh, Travis Scott, because it's, it's still going on. Alina, that's your demo. Oh, goodness. <laughs> You're not, she's younger. So. Yeah, Alina, please, ex- I want to be educated about this. All right, so <laughs> it's a long story, but pretty much in the gist of it, what happened was uh, Nikki and Travis came out with albums mm-hmm. approximately around the same time. Okay. Kylie Jenner posted an Instagram, I believe it was, kind of directing fans to listen and listen to his album. Okay. So then Nikki went and said, oh, well, I would have had the number one album had Kylie not have said... Oh, go listen to his album. Right, go listen yeah. to his album. Who is kind of cheating? I mean, she has like what, like uh, like eighty million or something? Because I know Kim has the most followers mm-hmm. right out of them. Or did Kylie surpass her now? She has an insane amount. <sighs> I, I mean, it's crazy. The I mean, amount they Snapchat stock. To be mm-hmm. fair to Nikki, in Nikki's defense, Snapchat stock tanked when she said on Twitter, "Is anyone even using Snapchat?" And it, their yeah. stock plummeted. Right. So sh- Nikki's not. Uh, to be Team Nikki here, she's not uh, off base here that Kylie Jenner has that kind of influence online. Mm-hmm. Right, but I mean, it is what it is. It is when what you, it is. You know? Yeah, but but you know what? But don't you want to... But that's not on his the merit it's of the not album. On, yeah, it's not on him. Well, no, and how old is Nikki? I mean, Kylie's really young. Nikki yeah. is a woman. Um, not saying Kylie's not, but... Nikki is so successful, and in the grand scheme of life, who cares? There are so right. many more important things happening in life. Like we just talked about, you know, the mass shooting today, yeah. um, right. homelessness, people who don't know where their next meal is going to come Refugees. from. To be honest with you, yeah. I don't care. You're right. I don't care. It's just like, it's, but you know that the site's out there. Breaking news. <laughs> Travis Scott. And right. I mean, like, I, I clicked on it, and then I was mad at myself for clicking on it. Like, I saw a headline in one of my friend's Twitter feeds and literally text him to be like, did you mean to retweet this? And it was literally, <laughs> no, no, hold on. It was literally like, Nick Jonas uh, went out to dinner by himself. And I'm not going to mention the site, but it's like, that's news. It was like, right. he's not broken up with Priyanka, and he went out to dinner without her. Why is this? And I, I literally said to my friend, like, you usually have like legit news in your feed. You sure do. You meant to retweet that. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I think I just think like you just said, mm-hmm. the world has shifted and media has shifted and stuff like that is like inconsequential in the grand yeah, scheme really. of things. Right. But it's still ca- funny. We have kids in cages and yeah. we're talking about Nicki Minaj and Travis Scott. Right. But can I ask one more question? Because her album, like the reviews are like people either love Queen or they like think it's terrible. Mm-hmm. That one song where she's literally shading like everyone on the yeah, planet are, right. are, but are those true anecdotes or is that a joke is like did they know like is that really like true shit that she's saying excuse my language oh my god I don't know I mean she does I was just listening to it last night they played it on the radio it's she does song, really actually. shade everyone Everybody. I love yeah the notorious B.I.G. the beat. entire song um, is like one big diss after diss after but diss but it's just like it's like is it tongue in cheek yeah. yeah I don't know why put yourself on blast like that like, because totally. now everyone's coming at her because she's been saying other things she's yeah Compared herself to Harriet Tubman this week as well. I mean, it's just been, there's been a lot. Oh, God. Well, and I didn't understand, I don't know, like some of these people she brought up, did she have relationships with these people? Like, I don't get it. Anyway. It's art. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) I have the beholder. I don't know. Um, Really quickly, um, because there's not much to say about it, but Big Bang Theory, which was on like 12 seasons on CBS, 
ended up getting canceled this week, so there was like hubbub online. Mm-hmm. But I was um, reading that it was really came down to like money, I guess, because like people there's people that are saying like it was on Jim Parsons like for the show that it could have came back. But here's the thing: twelve seasons. What more is there to do with that show? Like, right. it, well, I, yeah, sometimes it's better to go out on a high note. We saw that with Seinfeld. Yes, exactly. uh, we saw that with Sex in the City. Yeah. I. I'm surprised people still tune in every week for that uh, after 12 years. But the one thing I just want to comment about it, though, is where it's it's again, um, despite his troubles with the article, you know, Les Moves. I do like that CBS, out of all the networks, seems to not allow their talent and their um, producers hold them hostage. Like mm. it, it feels like if that was like, remember NBC, uh, Friends? Okay, here, take a million if you come back one more season. It's like you can each have a million. It's like. CBS was basically probably at that point was like, okay, screw it. We're not going to pay this much money. Like, well, but holding the network hostage, obviously the network has the money. Yeah. So these shows are making a boatload of money, and yeah. a lot of it is based on the actors, the writing as well, the direction. Yes. But let's face it, most people in America tune into shows because of the talent. The talent. Right. So Thank you for saying that because I feel like I'm told that I'm like vapid and like stupid because I have loyalty to actors and actresses when I watch things. Like even if a show could be subpar, but if it's an actress or an actor, like like I'll watch Jennifer Aniston in anything, mm-hmm. and whether the episode's right. good or bad. It, it, granted, it's always good in my eyes, but I'll watch certain actors and actresses. But I, it's almost like, oh, the writing's terrible. The, you know, like all those like right. sort of TV snobs online, like the writing's just terrible. It's so vapid. It's like, but I like to watch this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and honestly, Big Bang are people like I love Big Bang. The writing's so sharp. Are they like I love Big Bang? <laughs> Jim Parsons funny. Kaylee Coelho's hot. Yeah. Right. It's, whatever. It's that elitism when it comes to TV. I hate it. But anyway, okay. So let's move on to um, Trump. Uh, Trump talks. Oh, boy. Because it's loaded up this yeah, weekend. Sure um, okay, I want to start from a journalism angle, though. Okay, so as we all read earlier this week, Bombshell National Enquirer, David Pecker, who runs AMI, which is the parent company that runs tabloid National Enquirer, David Pecker, um, cut a deal for immunity um, in that whole uh, case with Michael Cohen around Trump paying off, allegedly paying off um, the porn stars that he had affairs with. So uh, what I want to ask about this, because it's a mess, it's very messy, it's like mm-hmm. National Enquirer guy gets immunity. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we have, okay, we have an FCC that basically will get on a network, right, about like saying, say, curse words. Why is like an AMI and a tabloid press still even able to exist is more the question that I want to know. Because you essentially have an operation that is in the business of like covering up truth Mm -hmm. and and spreading lies. And there's no one to regulate this. Like there's nothing that can be done from a governmental standpoint about because that's where I started to get my brain was turning and go, why is it still allowed to even exist that that they can do all of this? The First Amendment, it always probably comes back to that, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. very interesting yeah. point, though. And if you looked yeah. at all the headlines, there were some mm-hmm. sites that made graphics of there was a campaign in the Inquirer to yeah. discredit Hillary Clinton during the 2016 oh, presidential campaign. And they had these covers that said she was dying and, yeah. you know, she was having seizures yeah. and all these things and she wasn't fit to be president. I mean, clearly they, well, we know they were in Trump's pocket. Trump's pocket. So, my, okay. 
interesting though in the story that they're dropping like flies because every one of Trump's allies are yeah. cutting deals and yeah. flipping on him. So with the David Pecker in particular though, do you do you feel like he should have been granted or should he have been implicated in all of this? Or is it more value to them to basically I think it's probably more value to them yeah. to have him he apparently has a vault or a safe full of um <laughs> recordings yeah. and dirty details on these payoffs. So yeah. I think it was uh, more important for them to get access to, access to all it. the information he could provide. I'm just offended by um, that entire operation of yeah. what they do on a daily basis because I again we're getting we're getting kind of humanitarian like in our thoughts today where mm-hmm. we were saying there's more important things. It's just like celebrities are humans too. Uh, they are yeah, in a business but- to like to basically like dig up crap, mm-hmm. dumpster dive, and then put out just outright false stories just to sell like when I look when I'm standing in the food store line and I see these covers I can't stop laughing because mm-hmm. I'm like there but there's Americans in there's the country that them. think that yeah. this stuff is yeah. real because I <laughs> and, and yeah. that's a thing like Nicki Minaj and Travis mm-hmm. Scott it's just like okay whatever but yeah. this has international implications yes. Yes. national implications um it just I mean they may have been able to impact some votes in the presidential election yeah. with their false information. information. Because this is actually important. Right. Even if you're not picking up and buying the magazine, you see that. Yeah. And every time you go to the store, you're yeah. seeing that and it gets implanted in brains. And yeah. yeah, like you said, it has real world implications mm-hmm. as we're living. I'm going to do some more studying just because I, in, in saying what I said about the FCC and stuff, no, but it really is starting to bother me that it's like, why is this business of what they do allowed to mm-hmm, continue. Right. But, but you have so many regulations on so many other things in life that yet a tablet company could just be like, we're going to put out this story that you're like sick and dying and then we're going to pay off the, you know, when you sue us, we're just going to take it from our fund to like pay you off to mm-hmm. go away. It's just nuts to I me. I don't understand how they can just print outright lies. Right. Um, and how they can continue to get away with it. I mean, full disclosure, I subscribed to the National Enquirer for years, yeah. but I stopped when they published the cover photo of, or the photo of Whitney, Whitney Houston. Houston. Oh. Yeah, and I that was like, our red immediately line. I drew the line like, I cannot be a part of this. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's disrespectful in every way, and I wasn't even aware that they were printing so many lies. I mean, you know, I would, people would laugh at me, but um, I used to write a lot of obituaries, yeah. and they were really good at predicting which star would be next. They predicted Johnny Carson was going to die. You know, they pay for information right. and they get, you know, stories from nurses. I was just going to say that. Yeah. They have a lot of tipsters on payrolls at doctor's offices, plastic surgery offices. Um, that's how they... It's not to say that everything in the tabloid, like where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's based on sort of like something in there is real, yeah. but it's like, mm-hmm. it's way hyperbolic or it's way like exaggerated <laughs> right. to the point of like ridiculousness, you know? Right, yeah. And so... So even like those photos, remember when they used to like, like with Lara Flynn Boyle, when she had her facial, mm-hmm. she had changed a little bit and they, they would just, the pictures that they'd always choose that were like the worst angle, the worst that it, it just feels mean. It's to very me. mean spirited. And I would tell people who would, you know, my friends who would ask me, why do you read that? And I would say, well, a percentage of this, I don't know what percentage, but a percentage of it is true. It's true. But right. again, it's when, like, what do you know? Yeah. Like, which, what is it? That yeah. is true. But they yeah. were, they were spot on they were the first to report that ray charles was was ill Hmm. and um you know i started working on his obituary at that point point. and he died a short time later so well just like um they did break 
to their credit, John Edwards. Remember oh, John yeah. Edwards? Uh-huh. Uh, that, the love um, child. Yeah, yeah, the love child. And and Jesse was, ja- I think Jesse Jackson's love child as well. They broke that. Yeah, but and there was one other legit news story. Um, like one other legit news story that they broke, and it's I, it's not coming. But there there was mm-hmm. like three different ones that I can think of that were like legit. And they yeah, did break right. them, but no one gives them credit when they actually do break them. Then they do their own. Yeah, reporting. but for every solid they do, there's like ten cases oh my God, of ten misinformation. Million, <laughs> ten million cases. <laughs> yeah, but Lena, you especially when we were talking about the show pre 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 production of the show, and what we we're going to talk about, you had raised this particularly. Was there any thoughts that you wanted to share additionally to this? Because you were like, oh, we got to talk about that, David. Pecker. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, I was looking for tweets to tie in, and there was a lot of Pecker jokes, so I had to look for ones yes. that didn't have Pecker jokes. Yeah. Um, but if we could pull this up, it's from Josh Marshall over at Talking Points Memo. He says, former L.A. Bureau Chief of National Enquirer says David Pecker killed multiple stories on Trump, Trump infidelities, Trump children, wife, ex-wives, Kushner's. All in the secret safe. So there's some so there's unlucky some children tea. out there that are also his. Like yeah. his. apparently so. And um, <laughs> what a doorman at like Trump Plaza exactly. has that some information on an alleged love child. Yeah. Well, I mean that broke what Friday night. Yeah. And I think now everyone. Well, some people might be lifted from the NDAs. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see this week, especially yeah. what rolls and, out. And people turn quickly when mm-hmm. there's a threat of imprisonment. Well, this uh, is where I think what people who are in the know and. And 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 our work in journalism, we're working media. Know that this, like I had not said before, like I thought Trump was going to be untouchable. I never thought Russia was going to do anything. Really? Nothing was going to come of it. Mm-hmm. And this was the turning point for me when you saw the Cohen. Um, uh, dominoes start to yeah. fall this week that for the first time I was like, oh, he might actually go down in flames, like spectacular yeah, flames. Yeah, we got the announcement of Cohen's deal yeah. on the same day as Manafort's uh, conviction. Right. I was like, whoa. Yeah, but by the way, Paul Manafort, it, I do agree in this sense that that whole case was just like they stumbled upon all of yeah. these crimes in their thing. I, he technically is guilty for what he did, but it does have nothing to do with what mm-hmm. they were. It was like they stumbled upon it and mm-hmm. it was turned over. I I just think, you know, they need to crack the Trump maid, the longtime maid. <laughs> You know, whoever that is. Mm-hmm. If we know Trump, I'm sure it's not someone white. We know that. Oh, so. boy. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so moving on to one more thing. So John McCain, as we talked earlier in the show, passed away. So the interesting thing was um, a report broke today mm-hmm. that McCain had had said before he died that he didn't want Trump yeah. at his funeral. And then Obama and Bush are supposedly going to deliver eulogies. Yeah. Now, when Trump went on to pay respect uh, in his and by the way, not a very like it was like a, in my opinion, based on how Trump tweets, mm-hmm. it was like the obligatory yes. tweet, like okay, let's honor him. He died. Um, Hollywood, With an exclamation point at the end. Yes, Hollywood started piling on him like they usually do, but this was even like Kathy Griffin like quote tweeted him and was like, keep his name out of your mouth. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it really is like he was said horrible, horrible things about. He John really McCain. did, and I read actually uh, those reports. I read them yesterday. The New York Times and CNN both reported it. Yeah. Um, that McCain helped plan out his funeral, and he's gonna. By the way, he's gonna have um, state funerals in Phoenix, the capital of Arizona yeah. and in Washington his yeah. body's going to lie in state I don't want to say state, state funerals his body will lie in state in both places but um, 
Mr. Trump said some horrible things about uh, Senator McCain. Yeah. Um, he was very disrespectful. And then we had the whole incident in the White House where a White House staffer, they were talking about some upcoming legislation. And, and someone said, well, McCain will be dead anyway. Yes. Soon. So he can't oppose this. It, so was, and the there was, no it was the secretary of, um, of like home. It wasn't a homeland. So, so the, it was somebody under. Yeah. I, yeah, I, like I don't remember. But there was no immediate uh, denunciation no, of this. No, there never is. Um, and so I don't blame Mr. McCain for, mm. for saying that he did not want Trump at his funeral. No, and no. if you read um, President Obama's statement yesterday, it was very beautiful. And he said, you know, we came from very different backgrounds, but we had similar ideals. So yeah. McCain was a war hero. He served this country. He, he honorably. survived honorably. He survived circumstances that few people could survive. And um, he should be honored. When I read Obama's statement, it was like, don't we miss president with grammar and full sentences and and punctuation? With eloquence. Yeah, with eloquence and um, who knows how. Yeah, just a heart and who knows when to say something and when not to say something. With with Mr. Trump, he just... Uh, he's very thin-skinned, and so he just picks fights with everyone, and well, just it just becomes det- exhausting. It's exhausting, but it's also just his tactics. He detracts, so when you actually yeah. know when a big bombshell uh, report coming <laughs> yes. from Washington uh, Post or New York Times, yes. because yes. just pay attention to his Twitter. Because that morning at five a.m., which I'm assuming he's like doing his business or something <laughs> from the mm-hmm. golden toilet in the White House, mm-hmm. and he's tweeting like the tweet storm at like four a.m., and yeah. you know that a story, big big story, that's like gonna break because he's going yeah. on a tangent yeah. like that, to distract away I mean he was actually tweeting again about Hillary Clinton emails yeah. like we're still talking about that like at 1am yeah. in the morning I think this week <laughs> what are you doing oh, God. when does he sleep <laughs> exactly <laughs> So one more item in Trump talks, and then before we uh, wrap up for uh, today, it was just Fox News. I, I, you know, it's even hard to though. Like when Fox News does something right, it's like still wrapped in like this. Okay, so he did an interview on Fox mm-hmm. where he was asked about um, did he know about the payments that to the porn stars in the whole Michael Cohen case, and he said no, he didn't know about them. Not at that time. Like he knew them later when obviously there's mounds of evidence now being released and to the contrary that he did know Mm -hmm. and was directed okay so on Fox News was when he was having a softball interview with one of the reporters where no follow-up question by the way when he lied so it was just like you know we know how this works it's 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 a pro-Trump network they're in the tank but they have a few uh people that came forward now Shep Smith we always know is is a real journalist and he does speak out regularly then Brett Baer and then also, who's the third one that's escaping me? Uh, Neil, uh, Cavuto. Neil Cavuto. So you had three main hosts then after the interview on their network mm-hmm. call him out for lying in the interview on their network. I mean, to be the president of, like, I almost feel for, like, the people running Fox News, like, is that unprecedented or what? It's like CNN saying, uh, you lie, like, it's like Anderson Cooper saying that Chris, and Chris Cuomo, it's it's crazy to me, like, you're, you're, you're talking about the interview that's on your network, it's like, someone get a hold, like, yeah. can someone, like, rein that circus in? It's true, but I feel like the base 
Trump's yeah. base, mm-hmm. the people who watch Fox News, they yeah. don't care. They don't care. Uh, you know, I read a headline that said <laughs> Trump would literally have to shoot someone, you know, like he, his comment, for his base even to then, believe it. I don't think they'd care. So there's really? nothing that'll no, take I him down. I don't think. I don't think they care. I think their, their heels are so dug in mm-hmm. that it's just... He could say whatever, do whatever. He lie. I mean, the lies are out there. Yeah, the lies are out there. You see him plain as day on TV, and it's still like completely over the head. And there's a domino effect from the lies. It, I yeah. think I feel like he can't even keep them straight. No, he can't. Well, when all this was breaking about Michael Cohen and Paul Manafort and all of the catch and kill stuff with David Pecker this mm-hmm. week, I open up my morning um, emails, and there's a headline that's like, in an alternate universe, at Trump's rally last night, supporters were chanting, lock, lock her up. up. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, it's just like, literally... Like as if they were in a bomb shelter yeah. in a different place that mm-hmm. where no TVs and radio or, or magazines of current news were allowed, and it was like lock her up. Yeah, so, I mean, it shows just how much power Fox News has over yeah. a huge part of huge. the American electorate, huge. which is very true. That's very why scary. we need a commission now to regulate journalism. <laughs> apparently, I mean, what is it coming to? I don't know. With the next administration, yes. Yes. Okay, Anita, before we leave, Overheard Hollywood. Tell us something something hot you got cooking on uh, Urban uh, So I'm not going to have cooking, but I've had quite a bit of coverage okay. on this whole Boots Riley, Spike Lee tiff. Uh, Boots Riley is a director of... Um, uh, now it's slipping my mind, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to Bother You, a critically acclaimed indie film. And yeah. he kind of broke an unspoken Hollywood rule. The rule is that you don't criticize your peers in public. Yeah. And he took it upon himself to write a three-page critique of Black Klansmen and how he didn't feel mm. like the film paints an accurate portrait of police brutality and racism in America. Mm. Um, yeah, he actually... Hmm tweeted pictures of his three-page essay uh, last Friday. <laughs> and time. so Spike Lee... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's just very unusual. And Spike yeah. Lee took the high road um, yeah. and really didn't address this, even though Boots, you know, was just all over Twitter and, yeah. um, and it was Was he trending. getting jumped on on Twitter? You know, a lot of people okay. agreed with him. Yeah. I, I read a lot of the comments, dozens mm-hmm. of comments. A lot of people agreed. Yeah. So the movie is, Black Klansman is based on a true story. And a lot of people said that Spike took too many liberties. Um, I mean, it didn't say this is an exact true story. And this happens right. all the time in Hollywood, inspired by a true story based on a true story. Yeah. But for Boots to do this was highly unusual. And so Spike did an interview with the Times, yeah. uh, the UK newspaper. A story was published on Friday, and he briefly addressed it. But he said, I'm not going to engage in you know feuds with my peers. So, Good. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Good for him. So go to urbanhollywood411.com if you want to know more about this. Yes. And Twitter, at TV Anita. Yes. Yes. Alina, can you please tell everybody where they can find Meet the Hollywood Press? Of course. My pleasure. You guys can find Meet the Hollywood Press on YouTube at AfterBuzz TV. You can also find it on Twitter at Meet the Hollywood Press and on Instagram at Meet Meet the Hollywood Press. There we go. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And next week, we're going to have a little special sort of uh, wrap-up show of what you sort of the best of the best of the summer uh, for Labor Day, since, like, everyone and their mother are out of town during Labor Day. So thank you for watching. And um, I think that's all I have to say right now, because I lost my train of thought. So thank you. (laughs) It was great.
executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.